When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sleep Suplex Retweet. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Welcome to Saturday Draft Live. My name is David Hockney, and this will be the the show before Christmas. We're all through the house, nothing stirring, not even a mouse. Uh, but there is something is stirring in the form of my co-host, Jack Graham. Jack, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. How how are you doing? Yep, grand. You all set for the uh, the holiday season? I am all, all set, ready to go. All, all presents wrapped up, all cards written. I am ready to start drinking and eat plenty of food. <laughs> what do you normally drink, just out of curiosity? Uh, I, I, about the house and that, I prefer just having a cider. But then when I'm like out like in town or whatnot, I'll maybe start off with a cider, then move to vodka. Sounds like a plan. Well, we did discuss uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel the last time we were on uh, hosting duties this time around. So... Just before we jump into the scores, here's our question of the week for our listeners. What do you like to drink uh, first on Christmas Day? So let us know in our community page. Let us know on our socials. It's at, at Suplex Retweet on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And get involved in the discussion. Follow all our, all our updates on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and all good Android podcasting sites. But Jack, we're not here to discuss Christmas drinks. We're here to discuss scoring. Oh, yes. Yep. And this week, we have uh, a tie for second place. So on seven points this week, it is the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, Finn Balor and Damian Priest of the Judgment Day with a successful defense over the Creed Brothers. And uh, I think we're sort of sounding like a broken record when it comes to Judgment Day and stuff. I think they've really sort of got that rhythm going now when it comes to being consistent scorers throughout all season long. I it's um uh, I tell you the things that they kinda of built up to be they were a bit worried about what was gonna happen on the show and then they managed to get it. But as as you were as you were saying, since brought arguably about from the beginning of summer, Judgment Day has been like an unstoppable force in this draft and it doesn't seem to be stopping anytime soon. So I think for, for anyone at any point if they can get any piece of judgment day Absolutely, take it as 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 you can see. Just about a normal week, myself and Ryan have Finn Balor and Damian Priest have managed to get seven points of a title defense and appearances backstage. So it's, it's a, they're they're essential to a drafting strategy. I think Judgment Day now. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, like all of them. Well, the main four, with the exception of JD McDonough, uh, were picked in round one this season. Uh, Ray Ripley, then Priest, then Dom, and then Balor. You selected him. I think it was uh, 11th overall. Uh, something like that. I was down near the bottom of the drafting order. Mm-hmm. I think the only other person that took priority over Judgment Day picks was Cody Rhodes, and that he was picked second overall. But that's understandable, given that it is Royal Rumble season, and he is one of the favourites to go back-to-back uh, this year. But our top scorer for this week, and to be honest, a few weeks ago, if you said to me he would be the top scorer for this week again, I I wouldn't have believed you, but he's only gone and done it again. The NXT North American champion, Dragon Lee, uh, with eight points this week, Jack, uh, following a successful title defense on SmackDown against Pete Dunne. Um, Dragon Lee's surge in points has really come out of nowhere, almost having defeated Dirty Dom at NXT deadline, and he's had multiple title defenses since then. And Dragon Lee's really starting to make waves uh, in this draft, points-wise. Yeah, I was, I was leaning against here. that picked him in the fifth round. He's, he's second overall for the season, Dragon Lee. Obviously, he wouldn't have been in this position if Wesley didn't do his back in or whatever's happening with Wesley, I'm not sure, but obviously won the title. He's defended it two or three times since then, obviously last night defended it against Butch. <laughs> North American Championship seems to be a bit of a workhorse title as of late, and they've, they've put in a lot of stock in Dragon Lee, especially on SmackDown, and obviously that's like a show of faith putting the title on him, so I wouldn't be surprised if we get another two or so defences before the season ends. I think Dragon Lee could absolutely help propel Lee into that top conversation of who, who's going to win this season. Yeah, definitely. And he also has the advantage of being able to appear across multiple shows. You know, he can appear on, on NXT. And it, it's hard to say what his standing is, but it seems like he's been also called up to SmackDown as well, given his feud with Santos Escobar. So appearing over multiple shows with multiple title defences, he's got a chance to possibly be the top scorer of this season. Yeah, I, I, I would not be surprised. Obviously, the, when you look at the kind of top, the top two top scorers of this season, it's even actually, if you look at it, one, two, three, the top four, Trick Williams is first, 31 points. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't really expect it. Dragon Lee, second, 24 points. You wouldn't really expect it. Orange Cassidy, third. Can I expect it now? Obviously, what whatever happened with him losing the title and then getting it back to the drama of his injury couldn't have been foreseen. So it's still amazing to get that amount of points. And Ilya Dragunov, fourth. There's a lot of NXT in there. I know the pay-per-view has just happened, but besides that, there's a lot of picks that are arguably surprising. Everyone in the draft for the amount of points they're getting. Mm. Yeah, NXT's been massively slept on this season so far. I don't think many people took into account, you know, there was NXT deadline, there'd be more programming for NXT going forward. I think everybody's focus was on the Royal Rumble, but, you know, you can't overlook NXT these days because NXT at the minute, I mean, it was the the least selected brand across all the shows, uh, only a total of 65 points accumulated out of 208 overall. But from the standings, it looks like, you know, we've got a whole bunch of NXT talent literally dominating the top 10 of the season so far. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if that continues for a bit until at least after, until, probably until the Royal Rumble, actually, because we've got an AEW pay-per-view uh, next week, I think, in the 30th. 30 yeah, first. World's End, yeah. Yeah. 
So about that, you might see some, some scores rise then, but I think up until he's early run more, I think that, that that top half might not may not change as much. Maybe maybe some judgment day stuff might get in there. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's very interesting. It's 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 weird for us to talk about a top half NXT domination of the scores. Mm-hmm. Particularly in a Royal Rumble season as well. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll get into individual scoring a bit later on, but for now we'll look at the overall standings. So still at the bottom, but it is a Christmas miracle because he's finally broken into double digits. It's uh, Stephen Wilson and the Wheel of Lore mid card drafting on eleven points. A good bit ahead of him, eight points. We have Ross McLeod with Imperium Leather. Then we have a mighty fall from grace in the form of Team Goat from the Goat David Campbell, twenty nine points. Pretty poor for Goat and Ross this week, only scoring five points each. So yeah. I think their lower team standing is kind of uh, justified for this week. And then three points ahead of GOAT, we have our Listener's League winner, Johnny Adam, with Dark Side of the Onion Ring on 32. One point ahead of him, we have the Dutch destroyer, Tom Brock, with Road Back to the Eredivisie, for God's sake. I'm terrible with pronunciations this, uh, these last few weeks. Uh, 33 points for his team. And then five points ahead on 38 points, it's yourself, Jack. Uh, I would do anything to draft, but I won't do that. Then we have four points ahead of you. We have uh, a tie for seventh place. It's Chris Anthony Lopez with the Bling Generals and Gary Kerhanan with Team Viscera on 42 points each. And then we have our People's Champion, Roll to Draft, Push 2.0, uh, Grant McRobbie on 47 points. A decent scoring week for him, 16 points all round. He's been firmly in the middle of the table uh, keeping that consistent uh, dice roll team up and about the top tier. Uh, fifth place is myself, breaking the 50-point barrier with the West End Country Club. Despite a pretty low-scoring week this week, um, still breaking that 50-point barrier. Fourth place, our Listen Lose League Cup winner, or runner-up, Lee McAteer. Subscribe on, subscribe on Demand Progress plus Cheap Plug, 54 points. Third place, Scott McLeod drafting in easy with 55 points. Second place, one point ahead of him, Stacey Smith with Team Bella, 56 points. Pretty poor scoring week for her, but still in the top two. Can't, can't be arguing with that. And then top of the league, once again, we have Ryan Dalgleish dancing naked to murder on the dance floor with 65 points overall. So a nine-point gap between first and second at the minute. But let's not take away from the fact that we had a three-way tie for the top scorers of this week. So, Jack, it was yourself, Ryan, and Scott, all scoring 19 points this week. So a very, very good week for the three of you. Just, and then trailing behind you, we have Chris Anthony Lopez scoring 18 points this week. So a very, very good week of scoring all round. Yeah, obviously, the, the, me and Ryan both having Judgment Day helped quite a bit there, but Scott having Orange Cassidy... A title defence last night as well, appearing on Dynamite that that helps propel him up that bit too, and also having Cody Rhodes as well. So it's been a, it's been a big been a good week for us three, especially in my in my fight against Ross McLeod for my place in Saturday Draft Live. I've had a great week for me just to kind of widen that gap a bit. So yeah, I'm very happy. Mm-hmm. And Rampage, I think, is starting to become the Orange Cassidy show because not only did he defend the international championship this week, he defended it last week as well. So, who knows, that could be a running trend going forward. Not bad at all. Scott be very happy with that and that kind of top fight the table there. Mm-hmm. For this next bit, Jack, unfortunately, you know, we're used to getting 
nice presence this year because we we've been we've been good boys, you know, presenting the scores week in and week out. But now we have to go to the uh, the stockings filled with coal, uh, known as the Listeners League. So if you <laughs> wouldn't mind taking the charge on this, that would be great. I of course, that's absolutely fine. Uh, for the, the we usually just kind of go for the top five. Elliot Cantor with CM Puppies on 61 points. David Dundoyne with the big meaty men slapping meat mm-hmm. on 62 points. Andy Springer, I said maybe. I actually, Dave, just a wee, a wee side note there. I want to see No Gallagher and the, the high flying buds on, oh, yeah. on uh, Wednesday night. Absolutely fantastic. They, they, they were great, especially all of the race and stuff. So that was great. I, I appreciate that. Great, great gig. Uh, Andy's in 67 points there. But then another Andy. The, Andy Mitchell from our podcast has climbed up to 72 points overall in second place. The cream rises to the top, and it certainly looks like it because Andy was the highest-scoring player of the week in the Listeners League after being relegated last season at 31 points. Unfortunately, I can't get uh, filtered in on his on my phone onto his team because I do believe that Andy has also changed his captain mm-hmm. uh, for for the for the week as well. Uh, just like a, a, in a conversation that we were having earlier in the show, Dave, Andy Mitchell has changed his captain to Dragon Lee in the hope that he gets more title appearances. So we'll, we'll wait and see what happens there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lachlan Hyatt, uh, also still our first uh, place in the in the league with Kilmarnock Kiss on 75 points. Uh, still a, a fairly decent week of 16 points for him, but when Andy Mitchell's got 31, that's mm-hmm. huge, huge gap there. That's, that, that's, that's, that's shut down quite a bit. And Andy Mitchell must be very, very, very happy. Yeah, definitely. And let's not take away the fact that another former Contributors League competitor, Ryan Gallagher, he's starting to make his way up the table as well. He's currently 56 points after scoring 22 this week as well. So that's the, the joint fourth highest scorer this week in the Listeners League. So Team Shaggers is starting to start to make waves as well. And very, very close to the, the top, breaking the top five as well. Aye, he's getting there. He's absolutely getting there. Unfortunately, uh, we seem to be having issues with our listeners' league cup, so we can't go into the scoring there. But we'll keep you updated uh, as, as much as we can with the with the scores of how the listeners' league cup is going once once that is sorted out. But that is the the listeners' league for for today, Dave. Yep. Thank you for that, Jack. Uh, I'm going to spend this last few minutes, uh, this last section of the show. We want to talk about the top five newcomers that have occurred. Uh, this season. So for any of you that don't know, the top five newcomers are those uh, drafted superstars that weren't selected last season, but they have been selected this season, whether as a solo competitor or as a tag team. And we'll see how they've performed uh, out with the last season, see how how they've done so far. So Jack, as it stands, we have a tie for fourth place in top five newcomers. We have Swerve Strickland, picked by Chris Anthony Lopez, and we have DIY, selected by myself on 10 points apiece. Third place, we have the returning Randy Orton on 14 points, also picked by myself. Second place, uh, Grant McRobbie's pick of Jay White uh, is on 20 points. But then as previously discussed, you know, the big scorer for the last couple of weeks, uh, currently on 24 points and second overall in the season, it's Dragon Lee with 24 points selected by Lee McIntyre. And just to put into a bit of extra context, in the listeners' league, Dragon Lee, the number one newcomer for this season, has only been selected three times by the listeners' league 
competitors. So Lachlan Hyatt, Andy Mitchell, and Bertie Wanless were the only ones who have picked him. And they're currently in the top six of the listeners' league at the minute. So I think it's safe to say, you know, I think Dragon Lee's been a driving factor of, you know, a lot of teams' performances this season. Yeah, it's just that I, I think it was probably more that everyone knew that let me see, was probably going to drop the title at the NXT deadline. And obviously, news coming in about Wesley ended up being Dragon Lee. And I think Fulham just kind of capitalised on that. Obviously, Lee McIntyre did as well, getting him solo in the, in the drafted round as well, and getting 24 points so far for the season. Doesn't seem to be stopping anytime soon. Just like, what? For that season, what an absolute steal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because he was a fifth round pick as well. I mean, when was the last time you see a fifth round pick scoring that highly? Probably any time Orange Cassidy's been drafted. <laughs> I probably, yeah. Then again, I did pick Ray Mysterio in round six last season. He was a pretty big scorer. Yeah, true. Uh, but let's talk about Randy Orton for a minute as well. Like, you know, Randy Orton's been out for the best part of 18 months. He returned to War Games to give Team Cody the win. It is going to be a relatively short season, all things considered. But I suppose in the same way, you know, you have CM Punk on Raw, who probably made the biggest shockwave in terms of returns that night. But then you've got Randy Orton, who's also signed to SmackDown. Do you think Randy Orton's in this position now where he's going to be arguably the biggest babyface challenger to Roman Reigns in what is going to be a relatively short season? I don't know. Well, obviously, in a couple of weeks, we've got the triple threat to see who faces Roman at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, New Year's Revolution. I reckon somehow that win the no contest and it'll be a fatal four-way at, at the Royal Rumble. So him and Ellie Knight obviously will be tied in that respect. But just, just in terms of how Randy Orton has done in the season so far, getting 14 points overall, that's obviously with the captaincy on him, I think. Uh, I applied the captaincy to him last week, so he's only yeah. started getting captaincy points this week. So uh, he's uh, 15th overall for the season. I think you can be very, fairly happy because it seems he's going to be a big prominent fixture. In SmackDown, even in the weeks that Roman won't be there, Randy Orton will probably be your guy up until Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Well, I think best case scenario would, would be if it does turn into a fatal four-way, maybe Orton isn't one to eat the pin and then that can avoid any uh, captaincy point losses on pay-per-view. So I think... Yeah, a multi-person match would certainly help out, for sure. Uh, but any of the other three picks stick out to you, Jack? We've got Jay White, we have Swerve Strickland, and we have DIY, who started off the season strong with a two out of three falls victory over Imperium, and I think that's what's really brought them onto the board. So is there any of those that really stand out to you at all? Yeah, Jay White. Jay White, uh, and also the, the Continental Classic, and AEW. Mm-hmm. With, with what's going on, I can't. I'm. I can't remember who's got. Uh, Jay White Grant does. Grant does. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, Grant's got Jay White. That's him third overall. Uh, Twenty points, fourth overall in the ranking, uh, and a triple threat match on Wednesday to see who wins their group, so to speak, of the Continental Classic. And Jay White seems to be a very, very good. There's a very, very good chance of winning that. That, that match so I think so far for the amount of points that Jay White's been able to get and uh, I think the captain's applied in Jay White as well for Grant I think that's just a standout of how 
how strong the Continental Classic has been in this opening weeks of this season, which has also helped propel Grant into a really good spot at the table in that kind of top half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Swerve Strickland's arguably in the same position as well. You know, he's been making waves since his two victories over Hangman Page and his ongoing performance in the Continental Classic as well, which I do think was a big driving factor in the selection process when it comes to people making AW selections. We're thinking, right, who's going to be competing in the Continental Classic? Because they're going to appear, they're going to have matches, and they might win a few over the coming weeks. So I think it was pretty smart, you know, picking folk from the Continental Classics. And I think Grant's probably made the best picks a lot, for sure. But Swerve Strickland, though, let's not take anything away from him. I think Chris Anthony Lopez was smart uh, to pick a guy you know, who's had a lot of momentum lately. And although it's not entirely reflected in the points, I think Swerve's got a lot of big things coming for him. Well, also, Chris has John Moxley as well on nine points, mm-hmm. who is, who's in that Cornell Classic, the last part of the, the triple threat match with uh, Jay White to see who wins the league on on Wednesday, I think it is. So uh, he'll be hoping to get some some good points there, but it's just it's out 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 a uh, Chris's team when you just take in isolation, Swerve and uh, John Moxley. Chris has forty two points overall, and them two alone have got nineteen. So nearly half the points has been accumulated by the two in this Cornell Classic in a short season. It's certainly helped dividends for Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as, as as we've proven, you know, the Continental Classic was massive, uh, a massive draw there. The returning Randy Orton is obviously drawing in the star power. And then you've obviously got Dragon Lee, who's going to be the fighting NXT North American champion and will rack up defences, much like Orange Cassidy has with the inter- International Championship. So definitely a good, a good mix of who's who in terms of the top five newcomers for this season. But, Jack, I won't keep you too much longer. I... Uh, in case you've got any Christmas cider to prepare for or any any dinner, last-minute shopping requirements that you need. So uh, that's going to do it for us here on Saturday Draft Live. Um, we plugged all our socials at the start, so be sure to go back and listen to the start to, to pick, pick all those up. But I guess all that remains for me to say is to all our listeners and to all our team members that have worked hard over this year to produce great content, uh, We wish you all a happy holiday season and we wish you a very, very new year, you filthy animals. Thank you, Jack, for filling in this episode. No, thanks for having me. Obviously, everyone have a good uh, festive period. We we won't be in the Saturday Drift Life headquarters the next couple of weeks. We'll be enjoying our downtime, enjoying Christmas. We'll be back in the new year. I hope you all have a great time as well. So all that remains to say is thank you for listening and we will see you next time. Yippee-ki-yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.